Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 79 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor at the Porch Community Church, and I'm here with my good friend, our media pastor, Joshua Harrell. Hello, Josh. How are you? Hey, Shannon. How's it going? Oh. I'm going. I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm going. We're, we're going. I don't normally throw in the how you doing. No. Yeah. So I had to it just that messed too. it all up. Yeah. We just, yeah, mixed it up. Um, hey, Shannon, how's it going? It's going on. It's going well. I mean, I just told you before we started recording. I'm, yeah. I'm a little tired. I, I, I would like a little vacay. Yeah. So I've got a beach trip planned for okay. July. Why, why do you need a vacation? You only work on Sundays. <laughs> for like 40 minutes. Yeah. And I didn't even work this last week because Justin did the message. So yeah. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> um, yeah, I need a little vacation. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people it. do. Yeah. Um, God bless our teachers, by the way. Yes. God bless our educators because, yeah, yeah. Some of them are done or they're almost done or they're finishing up, so. Yeah. Yeah. I would not want to be a teacher. I'm thankful that people feel called to teach yeah, in the school I, I couldn't do it. I really yeah. couldn't. Yeah. I, yeah. My sister's a teacher, and, um, Yeah. Yeah, and we have we have a lot of educators here. Yeah, we do tons of teachers. and they're fantastic, all of them. Yeah, and and who um, who volunteers to be our a lot who a lot of our teachers who volunteer for vacation Bible school they're, they they have just gotten out of school. Oh, I know. I'm and like, you they're guys fantastic rock. people. Yeah, they're really good. So, um, so how are you? What's going on? What's happening? I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go see uh, Top Gun on Friday. Maverick. Yeah. So did he have plastic surgery? Because it looks like he, he did. has to. I mean, but it, he almost looks weird. He almost looks like he's in the recent picture I've seen of Tom Cruise. He looks like he's in one of the disguises he wore for Mission Impossible. Like one of the earlier ones. Yeah. Like he looks like he's wearing a bad Tim, well, Tom Cruise mask. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. It's like I don't. I don't hold know. Hold on. He, but I, I mean, we all age. So yeah. I mean, I look exactly like I looked when I was. Um, 21. I don't know if he's, no, I don't know if he's true. had plastic surgery or he's in that weird transition between, surgery. well, you know, but like some people get in that weird phase between like they're finally turned, like yeah. they, they've held on to their youthful looks for so and long he and certainly they're did. finally transitioning to their older stuff and mm-hmm. things happen a little bit quicker Yeah, if you hold on to your youthfulness a little longer. Yeah. And you know, of course there's some Botox probably involved, but I bet you <laughs> he's in that phase where... He's finally aging. He is. Hey, I got to make a confession. Yeah. So you know why I, I, I've kind of pushed back against doing like the, um, like video version of this podcast. No, I don't know. Because right now I'm trying I've got a little chin hair. It's like right under, it's like right there and I can feel it. And so I'm trying to work on it while we're talking. And you know, Josh and I've known each other so long that I don't mind that I'm doing this, but I'm like, if we were on camera, you wouldn't. I would. I would not do this. You I would just want to do it. Yeah. yeah. So that that's why. But anyway. But now that I've said it, it's almost like you it, might as well just yeah. do a video about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But we'll do it eventually. We'll yeah. do it eventually. We gotta. I gotta up the studio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got some plans. Yep. Yeah. So um, what's you? We had a fantastic um celebration of our high school seniors yep. on sunday mm-hmm. um i thought it was just it was 
phenomenal. Tons of students. Yep. Like 57 of our seniors. I think there's like 70 something who are like active and involved. Mm-hmm. And 57 of them were, we're, here. were here with their families and the grandparents and their siblings. And uh, it was a great time of worship. Um, I was telling Justin, I was like, listen, I was here for, I was in the auditorium at 930 and it was a great message. I was watching in the office at 11 because it was so crowded. I just sat there by Evan. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> um, so uh, because it was really crowded. Yeah. It was super crowded. Yeah. Um, but it was a good day. It was a really good day celebrating our seniors. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. actually uh, outside of holidays or Jesus's life, that is the highest attended Sunday we've had since before COVID. Wow. Okay. Yeah, 493 people mm-hmm. between both services. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. That's really good. That's fantastic. I, I'm when you say numbers, I'm like I don't I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm not sure. I, I mean, mean, I know it's a little bit better, but I don't. I really don't know. I, I most people don't care. Yeah. It's just <laughs> that's just one of those things that kind of falls under my purview. That of course, like, no, it's I, important. Yeah. I wasn't saying that. I just I, when you're like, how big's the room? I'm like, I don't know. Is it's 900 feet by four inches? And <laughs> someone's like, no, that's you just described. No, that's not right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just really bad with that kind of stuff. But um, <clears throat> yeah, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I know what I want to talk about, but is there anything you want to talk about before that? Well, um, no. So go ahead. <laughs> um, well, so we have <clears throat> just kind of keep everyone caught up. You know, we've been doing a lot of work. Um, uh, the ministry board has been doing a lot of work. We have been working on a lot of documents um our bylaws our faith and practice uh you know what does ordination and commissioning look like for pastors uh, my ordination um because i'm not gonna be uh, i won't be licensed by the united methodist church anymore right. once we end that relationship so i have to have a new uh ordination covering yeah yeah um we, we've been reviewing employee policies and procedures and the ministry board policy and procedures and contracts and you know well, all these things well let's get Retirement to the important plan, question yeah so will you be able to actually partner with the church yeah yes i will yeah yeah i surely will so when we do your ordination uh-huh. we have to immediately follow it by partnering in church or you need to partner before we I ordain think I you can partner anytime yeah yeah I'll just welcome myself in one Sunday. That would be a fun conversation. <laughs> and like you do the whole like turn thing. Or we record you asking yourself. That would be really funny. Stage. I think we should do that. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So for those of you who don't understand the question here. So um, in the United Methodist Church, uh, the pastors are appointed to churches to serve. And so the, the pastor's membership if you will <clears throat> is with the overall annual conference not with that local church and th- and that makes sense so they don't have to move it ev- like you don't have to move your membership right. every time and so. then it's kind of like your loyalties to the conference, conference. not to the church so well, the well, itinerant we, we idea. won't get into that right so um so i've never been a member uh now i was a member for a while at first methodist before i became clergy so you had to relinquish your <laughs> membership <laughs> no but like drew and mallory are ministry partners here mm-hmm. but but i will become one as well so so that's kind of cool and and um yeah so we are um i think can i say when we're doing the ordination you're the lead pastor this uh, your call. <laughs> uh, so right now the plan is for my ordination service to be on um sunday 
July 17th yep. uh, during the worship service that day. I don't know how we'll do that because we have two worship services. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll do one service. I don't know. It's summer. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, so we plan on doing that this summer. Um, my fam- Some of my family will be in town and um, yeah, so plan on doing that. I'm excited for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, be a really special time. It's a long time coming. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You know, uh, took me 10 years to finish my, my master of divinity because as I mentioned in our previous episode, I didn't want to take on debt. So I took classes as I could. And then, you know, in there I had it like a baby and stuff and, and, uh, you know, we, you know, new worship space and all that stuff. Yeah. Just a lot of things. So anyway, but it's been a long time coming and, and all the process and everything, but I'm, I'm excited for that. And, and I'm excited for the opportunities that are before, um, you and Kristen and, and, Justin, even on um, how you guys are going to say, hey, this is how we're going to mm-hmm. s- fulfill our roles in our positions in the church. And so yep. we're we're kind of working out. When I say we've been working on documents, we've been working on a lot of those things. Yep. On, on what does that look like? So, and I think everyone's, I mean, nothing's changing. Everyone's still doing their job and, and, and everything like that. But, yeah, so mm-hmm. we still have a lot to do as we go forward. Yeah. So. And I do want to uh, mention this. Mm-hmm. Um and for this ordination process, it's not like you're skimping out on anything on the UMC side. You were like 98% done. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I would say... Like you, uh, whatever um, thing we we could, as intricate as we could put into yes, place, I, it's you've already, already completed it. Correct, yes, yep. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not jumping any um, over any you're steps. Not, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I've been there. And on most denominations, even Wesleyan denominations, you that I would have been... Uh, ordained a long, long time ago. Yeah. So yeah, so um, having to, having to do that, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And it'll be uh, I get back from the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a week beach trip planned on, and I'll get home on the 16th, and then I'll get ordained on the 17th. So right. I'll be really tan. Nice. Um, Some good pictures. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so today's topic I want to get into. Um, it kind of all runs in the same vein, I guess, if you will. So last week we did a little history lesson, yep, which I yep, hope yep. Um, was, uh, I thought, I've heard from a few people that were like, wow, that was really good. Thank you for sharing that. I kind of knew some of it. I kind of didn't know others or, you know, whatever, um, or I, I didn't know any. And mm-hmm. so thank you. So that was good. Um, so what I wanted to do this week, it's still kind of part of the, the history lesson, if you will, is to, as we've been working on these documents, one of the things that we're putting in what we're calling our faith and practice document, uh, which is basically this is what we believe and this is how we practice what we believe. So this is our orthodoxy and our orthopraxy put Mm -hmm. into a document. Um, And I wanted to share our core values. And what we have, uh, what the ministry board has uh, put together, we basically, we've combined um, some core values that have been present in even the ministry that we called Solomon's Porch all the way back to 2002 um, in the development of that ministry. And we've carried those those kind of, we called them core beliefs at first, but really they were values. Um, so we ended up changing that name to values. And then um, when we launched out um, from here as the Porch Community Church in 2019, um, we had, I had written up um, 
some some statements on as far as this is what Jesus did, so this is what we're going to do. Right. And some of you might remember that that series. That was the very first series we did. It was called His Church Will Too. We mm-hmm. did the bracelets and everything. Yep. Um, and so we have we have merged those two, and we have created them. These are now our core values. And so I thought it'd be cool to share them in one document um, with you all today on this episode. So you ready to jump in? Let's jump in. Yeah, you can add in your stuff as, as you want to go. Um, so oh, I need to cough. Excuse me. <coughs> I like how I, I just, you know, gave everyone a forewarning. So the very first core value is that there is only one way to our Father, but there are many ways to share Him. Um, that was one we set out right away. We know that just different elements, and I know you appreciate this, Josh, as a communications mm-hmm. yep. person, is that different elements reach people differently. Um, you know, some people might be a visual learner, someone audio, mm-hmm. uh, you know, spoken word, written word, you know, all those things. The lights, the app, I mean, everything mm-hmm. makes a difference. Um, but so, you know, in regard to style or format or atmosphere or tone or light or yeah. volume, um, all of these play a very important part in communicating the timeless message of Jesus. And it has to, and it has to, like the methods have, the, the story doesn't change. Like Christ Not doesn't change, all. but the method, the methods have to change and they have to adapt and they have to Mm -hmm. fit well where are people at how can i Mm -hmm. how can i get the cause of christ to them and you have to you have to take christ to these places like Mm -hmm. social media i mean that's yeah like five ten years ago you like social media was kind of a Mm -hmm. wasn't even a thing really at 10 years ago yeah or even when i started in 2014 there was a Facebook page that you had started. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. I, I was the communications director. Well, and I was just barely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think when I took over uh, social media, I was doing for FUMC. I think it had been three months since the last post. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And now, now I have like, it has to be done at least five times a week. Oh yeah. You know. Or we get lost. Or, yeah. or we yeah. get lost. Or we get lost in the algorithms. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is totally applicable to how we are, what what we believe and what we value as a church mm-hmm. because the story is so perfect and valuable to everybody. Yeah. But the way we reach people with it has to change and and has to use different methods because mm-hmm. and and what we're doing right now and like we were talking about in the history one uh, last week. What we're doing right now might not be what what we need to do in two years, two exactly. months, or two two weeks from now. Yep, yep. Well, and what did what did Paul say in First Corinthians nine twenty two? I mean, what 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 was his statement about sharing the message? I have become all things to all men, so they so that by all possible means I might save some. Yep. So Paul only wanted to save men. Well, I wasn't going there. I was just kidding. <laughs> I just thought I'd point that out. <laughs> oh, I'm still doing my deep, deep, deep dive into, I think it's going to be like a side podcast, like not even the 167 into this whole other deal about yeah. some, some conspiracies in regard to the ESV Bible. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, but so Paul said, I have become, I, I've become all things so that by all possible means, um, that people will hear the gospel wherever they are, whatever they're doing. So um, we understand there's one way to our Father, but there's so many different ways to share that message. So mm-hmm. um, another aspect, a core value, 
is that people far from God matter to God and therefore they matter to us. Um, I think that is something that we really need to grab a hold of and remember that genuine love and acceptance, that results in relationships that will lead to soul transformations. So um, people that are far away from God matter to him. And you see that over and over again. You see that with Jesus, that um, people that were, were not seeking after him, uh, he sought them out. And through their interaction with him, they came to know him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's really powerful, and we need to keep that in mind. Yeah, and th- this kind of is like a two-folder for me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it also til- it, like it puts emphasis on reaching outside <clears throat> of the church, mm-hmm. but it also uh, puts emphasis on digging into people that are inside the church. Mm-hmm. So it is that outreach and also equipping the saints at the same time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Matthew eighteen eleven says the Son of Man came to save what was lost. So uh, he didn't come to condemn what was lost, but he came to save it. It's important. So another core value is God wants to, this, this is going right in line with what we were just saying. Mm-hmm. God wants to meet people right where they are, not where we think they need to be. Mm. That speaks to our judgment. Well, uh, that speaks to our hypocrisy probably too and that and that kind of steps on my toes about expectations oh yeah you know Mm -hmm. like at a year i expect you to be you've been coming this long (laughs) you should be doing this yeah 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 or or just the whole like oh well do you see what's going on like mm -hmm. there's you know god god doesn't god can't meet them god's not gonna yeah work in their lives and these all sound very familiar i know but it's very very focused on reaching um, others, reaching out. One of the things I remember saying a lot when we were even developing Solomon's Porch back in the early 2000s was that we we really want our focus to be on the unchurched and what I was calling the ex-churched. I think um, through the years that's kind of come become a term people call de-churched. Yeah, but I was calling it ex-church at the yeah. time because I just didn't have a term for yeah. it. Um, it's like people that used to be and deconstructing their faith. Oh and, yeah, you know. oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what ex-church so, is now. Yeah, yeah. So God wants to meet people right where they are, not where we think they need to be. John chapter eight, verses ten and eleven is that whole conversation he had with the woman at the well when he you know, says, oh, well, if anyone wants to condemn her, you pick up the stone and throw it, and no one does because they realize that they are not without sin. And um, when he asks her, you know, where are they? And she goes, has no one condemned you? And she's like, no one, sir. And he said, well, neither do I. But then the, the really key statement, we've talked about this before, but mm-hmm. the, super, the most important key statement of all this, besides that he doesn't condemn her, mm-hmm. is when he says, go now and leave your life of sin. Mm-hmm. So it's not like God's handing out free passes to everybody. Um, even in the other one, when I said that genuine love and acceptance results in these relationships that lead to soul transformations, that doesn't mean that it's just like, oh, it doesn't matter what you're doing. No, it does. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't, that shouldn't, um, that shouldn't exclude me from having a a friendship with someone or a relationship with someone. Um, because what Jesus came to do was to save the lost. He says, so now go and leave your life of sin, Mm -hmm. which is what he desires for each and every one of us. Yeah. So these were all these core values Mm -hmm. of, of who we are as, as a ministry, as a church, um, all those things. Um, the, uh, fourth core value is that young adults are important to the kingdom and we will meet them in the context of the culture in which they live. Mm-hmm. So that whole idea 
Um, you know, it kind of used to bother me that people would be like, oh, that's the youth church or that's the college church. And I'd be like, no, it's not. There's a lot of people of different ages. But it was part one of our like core values is that we would consider this group of people and you see young adult and honestly it depends on how old the person is you say that to because if it's like an 80 year old person they're gonna be those young adults yeah those 40 year olds you know so it really depends Mm -hmm. on who you ask so when we say young adults i mean i guess technically you're thinking you know 18 to 30 and depends who you ask you know it could be 18 to 34 i don't know but i students young adults college students uh people in their early 30s i think that there's an age range there where we knew this even back in the early 2000s that there was this um uh i don't know season of life that people are in yeah um and i and i know you know this josh even though you've you've stayed connected to the church Mm -hmm. your your whole life pretty much yeah um is there is that kind of dip out where you know, we just celebrated graduation Sunday where a mm-hmm. lot of people are like, okay, I'm going to go do my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do my college thing, maybe my post-college thing. Um, and then when I get married I'll and settle back. down or when I get the career mm-hmm. and I know what city I'm going to live in, then I'll come back to the church. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, this uh, season of disconnect. Yeah. And we were like, no, no, we want to, we want to make sure that we are, uh, that our, our worship, that our church, that who we are is a place where those people in that age range go, okay, the church is for me. Mm-hmm. It's not for just when I was a kid or just now that I've got a kid to put in the nursery. Right. You know. Yeah. So, well, and, and, so speak to that as a young adult. Yeah. So to me, this is like the most uh, pivotal age point in a believer's faith journey because it, like, people always say that they have intentions to come back to the church or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But this is that point where they're out of the shelter of mom and dad's Mm -hmm. influence on what you have to do Mm -hmm. and it's where you it's where everything you've consumed uh, and i'm talking specifically church so anything you did in student ministries or anything like this no one's holding you accountable to to put into practice anymore yeah and then do you do you hold to the values that you've learned not not that you followed Mm -hmm. but you learned You know, Mm -hmm. that's the difference. Mm -hmm. What did you learn? Yeah. And that's why I think the student ministry is so important and why we put such a fantastic emphasis on it. Mm -hmm. Because you have to learn why this is important to you or otherwise it really won't mean anything. You're just doing something because your parents made you. Right, right. And of course you're going to want to walk away from that. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. And so you take what you've learned and you go, is this for me or is it not? And yes, it is for you. Right. But, and this time in that individual's life is is where for it, it will unless uh, the spirit like actively does a 180 change it sets the tone for that person's rest of their life mm-hmm. yeah for sure and this age group is from a church standpoint is where i believe the next generation of the church lives or dies mm-hmm. Be- yeah because if if the young adults, which I'm on the edge of now. Right. Yeah, you I, are. But for the longest time, I was like, hey, even when I was like in the, we've got to like pour into this young mm-hmm. adults, you know, um, I'm on the edge of it now. But these are the people that are starting to have kids and stuff like that. And if, and if it hasn't been important to you when you were a young adult, 
Mm-hmm. And now you have the the busyness of being a parent. Responsibilities. You know, the, yeah. The mortgages, the your career's growing. Mm-hmm. Why is church suddenly going to be important? And that's not a crisis. A crisis will bring people back to the church. Yes. But if it's just like the day to day ongoing drivel like and it, and pressure of just uh, gotta pay bills, uh, the baby's yeah. awake. Uh, that doesn't drive people back no, to the church usually. No. So, yeah. No. It's like what's been planted in there that's made you go, the Lord is my shepherd. That's where I need to be. He's yeah. my source of strength. He's my source of hope. Um, and you're right. I think that's important that, that one, if that's important to you as a young person, that's there. Um, but then as the church for us to say, this is a place where life is. And, and listen, we can, I can plan the best sermon series and you can do like the, like the cleanest, sharpest, Mm -hmm. you know, bumper videos and promo videos, and you can schedule all the stuff. And Justin can have the most incredible worship set he's ever done. And Mm -hmm. Kristen can have the best, like, um, compatible, like, uh, kids teaching to go with the series and all that. And we can plan all this. But if, if our people, the people who are part of the porch community church, whether they're ministry partners or regular tenants, if they're not saying, Hey, come with me to church yeah, or Hey, what's your name? Neighbor. Okay. Love. Okay. And get to know them and talk to them and everything. And then go, Hey, would you want to come to worship with me? Like, unless we do that, none of that stuff matters. Nope. Um, so we can say, we do believe that the young adult audience is vitally important. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will do that in how we plan, yep. but we also need to say that, uh, it's important to us in how we invite and how we ask. And, and it has and it has to be not just important to the leadership. It has to be important to the church body. Oh, yeah. Body. If it's just important to the leadership, then there, it's, what, four or five of us? Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, cool. Well, and because, and, and I know our ministry board yeah. uh, thinks young adults are just as important as we as a pastoral awesome. staff. Yep, do. yep. But it it can't just stop there. We as a church mm-hmm. have, have to believe that if, if we don't service our young adult population, mm-hmm. our grandkids won't be at church. No, yeah, you're right. Like, we're 100%, we are at a pivot point for the church in America that if we don't figure out a way to capture the young adults, what, ha- I mean, what has been um, common to be a churchgoer and stuff like that, we'll, we'll become a segregated minority mm-hmm. because, because of our faith. Yeah, you're right. This would be a good time to cue up Carmen's God in America song. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know that, friends, you need to look it up on YouTube. So R.I.P. Carmen. Um, so uh, the next uh, core value is, uh, and this all these go hand in hand, Josh, uh, but our next core value is that relevant, clear, biblical teaching is critically important. Which I... And I'm going to jump you before you start saying anything. But it's so funny because, like, um, it like when I was in high school and um, really early college, it Mm -hmm. was the gimmicky stuff that was really like, like, Mm -hmm. youth pastor is going to give away money. We're going to have crazy games, right? It's going to be, yeah, oh yeah, hey, I've done that, and and Mm -hmm. and student ministry, yep. And then you'd have like a special Sunday where you kind of do that stuff on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's what brought people in. Nope. But what for, especially for young adults, mm-hmm. that doesn't work anymore. No, not at all. Like, all right. They've, we, had, they've had 
all the gimmicks that you yeah. could possibly have in life. Well, it, it's just it, something relevant it, and it, clear. It really plays into what you were saying earlier about the best mm-hmm. youth program, the best sermon series. Mm-hmm. They have access to the best. Oh, yeah. They'll, like, they'll always get a better, um, you're going to always find a better teacher yeah. than me. But you'll find a better teacher than Justin or any of the other people who will who will be preaching and teaching in the coming months. Yeah. July third, interesting. <laughs> um, but what what you can't get anywhere else is mm-hmm. relevant biblical clear teaching attached to a physical community. Right. And and that's what your local church has to be yes. to reach the young ad- at least the young adult mm-hmm. generation mm-hmm. and younger. Mm-hmm. Anything else won't work mm-hmm. with that crowd. Yeah, and I would say... Um, and I would oh, say the ahead. older yeah. people, like older than he- young adults as well. Heck yes. But there's more research done on this young adults mm-hmm. because because the church has screwed the pooch on this group for so long. <laughs> yeah. They really have. Well, and I will, I will even go further in that and say that, all right, so... I wrote this core value and it's one that I believe in. And when I sit down to write a message, I want it to be relevant. So I want it to not be so lost in, you know, you know, a a story or a reference that it's not relevant to the, to the listening group, Mm -hmm. but it needs to be clear as well. It can't be confusing. It can't be like, you know, it can't be some like, you know, upper level seminary course where you know half of the words I'm saying are Hebrew. Like you have to give out right. a, a dictionary with right, your message. Right, right, and, and then uh, above all else, it needs to be biblical. Mm-hmm. Like and I don't, so, I don't want to sit in a pastor who's just going to reference someone else's um, right understanding of mm-hmm. a book. I'll just go read that book. Sure, sure. And, and in regard to that, I would say so relevant, clear, and biblical. And biblical could be one verse, or it could be. 10 verses. Mm-hmm. Um, biblical could be an entire passage. It could be, I mean, I could do a message on Jesus wept. There's no doubt about really it. Really good. Actually. I mean, you know, so, but it needs to be those things. And, and here's what I'm going to say regarding, because you were talking about the young adult um, audience group. I hear over and over and over again from people age 40, 45 and up. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of those in yeah, our church, yeah, a lot do. who are like, I have heard that verse before. I have read that verse. I've heard people preach a sermon on whatever, you know, fill in the blank. And they're like, I've never, now it made sense. Mm -hmm. Or that finally it clicked. Mm -hmm. And that's that clarity that I think is so important to to go with the the biblical message. And so um, that just is really important, you know. And when you think about um, the teachings and the teachings of Christ, which, by the way, were almost all parables. Yes. Um, they were intentionally relevant mm-hmm. to the the people. And you could say the audience, the, the people that were listening. Yeah. Sometimes we say audience, people go, oh, see, it's just a performance. No, that's the people that were hearing the audio. You know, yeah. it, was, it was touching their ears. And, and um, I mean, that that's how I communicate from a communication yes. standpoint. Yeah. It's like I'll say analytics, audience, right. production, like yeah. all that yeah. stuff because it's it's my language. Yes. Yeah. So, but Jesus was intentionally relevant to the culture and to the audience that he spoke to, mm-hmm. um, which is why I'm looking forward to an upcoming series that we're doing this summer yep. on the parables. Yep. So, yeah. Josh was like, are you trying to tell him? Oh, you just did. Okay. Well, I, I know. You're I, like, don't, I don't like to give up every, like, 
I'll let you say stuff. Yeah. I don't want to be the one that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Thank you. Because I hate for, well, I was going to change that. Now we're going to do this. <laughs> you know. Here's our sixth core value, that excellence honors God and it inspires people. Excellence honors God and inspires people. Jesus, he, he's the author and perfecter of our faith, no doubt about that. Um, and so we just want to do things well. And um, you talk about production. Mm-hmm. You talk about those things. Um, we want to do things well. We believe that that honors God if we do our best, give our best, attempt our best. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, but I think it inspires people. As long yeah. as we're not like ruthless, you know, like dictators in the mm-hmm. in the process of doing things well. Yeah. Because then that, that defeats the purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but if our desire is to do things to honor God, then that should inspire others, mm-hmm. you know. Because for like me... Excellence is progression. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. what was excellent before oh, would not be that's excellent a good point. now. Yeah, yeah. And also because I work, for, I work with a lot of volunteers. Mm-hmm. Excellence isn't perfection per se. That's very good. You yeah. Know? yeah, because ec- to me, excellence is um, spiritual happiness in the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm and spiritual fulfillment in the work that you're doing. Mm, that's you know, good. You know, yeah. if I have someone that's running pro presenter and they miss a slide or two, but it's because they were worth, they were singing the song, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's still, that's still them worshiping and serving with excellence. Yep. 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 You know, and then we, and then we go, Hey, next time let's, let's try not to do that, <laughs> but I want you to stay spiritually involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's how ex it, excellence evolves mm-hmm. for, for at least the way I, I perceive it. Yeah. I like that. I like how you say excellence progresses. That, yeah. That's very true. Cause it does. It does. And that's part of, I mean, we talk about the being on the faith journey all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about this sanctifying grace. Well, what are we being sanctified for? Well, for perfection, mm-hmm. like we're moving on towards perfection. You know, that's one of the things that John Wesley you know, taught on a lot was that idea of the, us moving forward mm-hmm. uh, in our relationship and not going backwards, you know, or staying stagnant. So um, a seventh core value is that a casual and welcoming atmosphere is essential. Well, I don't wear shoes half the time, so I think, I think that one's explained. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I just think people need to feel comfortable and accepted, um, and we just kind of take that, um, you know, take whatever uh, expectations that some people might have or maybe even excuses mm-hmm. for why they wouldn't maybe come to church or whatever is because, well, I don't have anything to wear or, you know, I don't have any whatever. And we just take that off the table and yeah. just be like, no, just come in, wear what you wear and just mm-hmm. come on and be here. Like, don't let that be a hang up. Yeah. That, that's that's actually a... always been a thing for me, even as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, don't tell me I have to wear a suit to come <laughs> into the presence of Jesus. That's not, a, that's not real. No. Cause Jesus isn't telling you to wear a suit I to know. come in there. Like so. <laughs> that, that has all like one of the biggest things about, church that has always been one of my biggest issues mm-hmm. is saying that you have to you yep. have to dress a certain way yep like it's Ditto. always been one of my yep, issues for sure to a point where i have a lot of button-ups and i have a lot of khakis yeah and i don't wear them on sunday yeah it, it's almost a purposeful decision to mm-hmm. not well it's always been that for me um is so that whenever people hopefully if they're inviting or whatever mm-hmm. they're always able to say our pastor wears jeans. Yes. You know, mm. she might have on a t-shirt, you know, sometimes she wears a fancy blouse, but 
she's going to be wearing jeans, so you're good. Yeah. Like, I promise you, I will usually be the most casually dressed person in a room if whatever the dress Unless is. Unless I'm there. <laughs> so, so here's our, our next core value. And this is kind of where the merge happened with our older document and our newer document. Um, but it's right in line with what we're just saying. It's because Jesus wouldn't have told you you had to wear a suit. No. So, right? So one of the things that we say is a core value is that um, Jesus is alive, and so his church will be too. Like, we're not going to be a, a um, you know, it, this is not a funeral service. This is a, this is a living service. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a celebration of life service. First um, John 5, uh, 12 says, whoever has the son has life. You know, and so that's what we want to make sure that 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 the church is alive. It yeah. is a place where there that life is happening. You know, a, a place that you can get excited, a place you can have fun, a mm-hmm. place a place you can come when when something's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's going to be people to pick you up, and you don't and you don't have to yes. come struggling and just sit in your seat and just kind of deal with it by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's that's for sure. You know, that's what a church with life is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's there for the joy. It's there for the heartache. Mm-hmm. That's very true for all life's ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, this next value is one we just mentioned. It's very similar to one in, in the pre in the older document, but that Jesus told stories relevant to his audience. And so his church will too. We're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's even written. I always, uh, this sounds like something that I wrote, but this is out of Matthew 13, 34. Jesus always used stories and illustrations when speaking to the crowds. In fact, he never spoke to them without using such parables. That's Matthew 13, 34. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think that's super. It's yeah. like, hello. I, that that might be one of the most important ver- verses to the DNA of, of us as a church, mm-hmm. at least lo- like us. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you and Justin do such a good job intertwining uh, s- relevant stories to biblical truth that you're conveying in each of your sermons. So, mm. it like, I just couldn't see um, a biblical truth without a... A relevant story hitting home as well sure yeah. because because the way our brains are wired mm-hmm. you know like take a biblical truth and then you say nothing else how does that how does that connect application with, yeah, right how does that really connect mm-hmm. like yeah. it's still a still 100 percent truth truth if you, if you yeah. just got up there and read genesis 1 to the mm-hmm. last verse of revelation preaching the word preaching the word but then but how the application does, how does that connect with me mm-hmm. yeah because that's just words on a page until I understand. Yeah. Like there's stories to help me understand what mm-hmm. you're, you're saying. Some verses are clear as day, but then others you really need a ways to connect it to your life. Mm-hmm. And I think parables do that so well. They, they certainly do. They certainly do. The next core value is that Jesus made disciples. And so his church will too. Um, that that's something that we just, that's a value of ours. Um, you know, when, when Jesus in Matthew 11, one, when Jesus had finished giving instructions to his disciples, he, he went out and, and taught, um, and, and preached in towns throughout the area. So he, he was like, he was equipping them to go out and do the same thing. Um, and so as the church, we need to make sure that we are, that we're mentoring, that we are pouring into, that we have connection and relationship with each other. And I think that's a, a, a weaker area that we can that we can build mm-hmm, up in mm-hmm. our church, um, and I think it's probably a weaker area in a lot of churches. I mean, but I, I don't want to give C us an excuse. An issue. But um, but I think it's something that's super 
important. It's what Jesus did. It was the mm-hmm. first thing he did. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's what we should do as well. Um, Jesus loved sinners, and so his church will too. What? I said the sin word. I know. Um, in Mark chapter 2, verse 17, um, Jesus told them, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. And, and so, if you're wondering if you are a sinner, yes, you are. <laughs> yep, that's the way that goes. That's for sure. I mean, you could just say, I mean, I I think it's interesting that you, you the leadership that developed this said sinners instead of people. Mm-hmm. Because sinners is intentional. Yeah. Because... All people are sinners, so you could like yes. you could have used people, but there was a specific reason mm-hmm. you use sinners. Yes, yeah, yeah, very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, another core value: Jesus made way for the Holy Spirit. His church will too. People, some people might go, "What are you talking about?" He made way. Well, in John fourteen, verse twenty-five and twenty-six, he's talking to his disciples. He's trying to prepare them for what's to come. And he says, I'm telling you these things now while I'm still with you, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So Jesus had to leave mm-hmm. so that the Holy Spirit would come, mm-hmm. came at Pentecost, and filled and filled up the disciples, the followers of Jesus, and empowered them to do ministry. Yep. Um, Jesus made way for the Holy Spirit. So that means the church... Um, there's nothing that myself or anyone on staff or anyone in leadership should say, this is it and no one or nothing else can come alongside and, and, uh, bring about, you know, something new or whatever. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean by that? Like we need to always be willing to yield to the Holy Spirit's leading. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, this is something that probably make you break out in a sweat, Josh, but if, uh, the Holy Spirit told Justin the night before Jesus's life that it's something's got to change drastically, mm-hmm. you know, like go from outdoors to indoors or indoors to outdoors. Um, and he's like, the Lord told me to do this. And like, you know, you don't have any reason to question that. Then we yield to that yeah, and we do it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I hope he would tell me at the same time <laughs> for something that drastic. Right. But we need to yield. And I was trying to put that in a very practical way, but yeah. we need to yield to the Holy Spirit, um, just like Jesus did. Well, uh, I mean, even another practical way. I mean, you, you've mm-hmm. had this sermon, you'd have a sermon completely developed, and yep. then on Saturday night, God tells you, nope, you're going to preach on this. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's very true. You know, that's probably one of the more practicals and, and one that multiple people have seen happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When I'm like, hey, you know those notes I gave you? Yeah. That's yeah. We're not yep. going to do that today. That's for sure. Well, or even like, <laughs> the Holy Spirit tells you in the middle of a sermon mm, and you yeah. text me in between. He's like, Hey, I'm, I'm drop, I'm doing this yeah. instead. Yep. Yep. You know, which happens more yeah. often than not. Yeah. yeah. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, we, Jesus made way for the Holy Spirit and we will too. So two more core values. Um, Jesus came to make things new and his church will too. So Jesus did not, he's not a museum curator. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Neither are we. And, and so, I mean, he came to fulfill the law. He didn't. He didn't come to burn things down either. Mm-hmm. Um, but he came to make things new. And so, you know, that's based on Matthew nine sixteen and seventeen, talking about the the old wine, uh, the new wine, and the old wine skins, and how just they don't they don't go together. Right. Uh, there's science in mm-hmm. there. Um, and so there, there's new wine is stored in new wine skins, and and um, both are preserved because of that. And so, Jesus came to make things new, and that's what we, I think, we totally embody that. Yeah. You know, I'd be kind of upset if I came like after my time is done here Mm -hmm. and then I come back like 20 or 30 years later Mm -hmm. and they're doing the exact same thing that we were doing with just different people. Yeah. I'd be like, "Eh, come on guys. That's probably not great. There should be something newer. There should be something different. Something, something different. That worked in, that worked in 2020. Yeah. What's going on in 2050? Mm -hmm. That's right. That's very much right. So here's the last core value. Uh, Jesus saves. And now, if you've noticed, there's been a trend where I've said his church <laughs> will, too. Can't say that but here. We, we won't say that because we don't save. Uh, so our, our last core value is Jesus saves. His church will do all in its power to share the saving work of Jesus. Um, and that's, the, that's what we can do. Mm-hmm. And that's what all these core values are about. Well, that, well not just core values. That's I mean, why every brick is in place. Yes, exactly. That's right. Um, and Acts 4.12, you know, there's salvation in no one else. No one else. Mm-hmm. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. It is mm-hmm. only through Jesus Christ. And so that's, that's the best of, the, of all the values that we hold, um, is that we just want to do our part uh, to share that message for sure. So those are our core values, uh, Porch Community, that we have kind of merged out of two different time frames in, in the history and the life of, of the Porch Ministry. And uh, now we're going to actually s- kind of set them in an official document mm-hmm. in our faith and practice as we um, prepare to uh, you know, become our, our, a non-denominational church in, in July and... Um, this is kind of just wanted to share like some of the background work that's been going on Yep. Um, in between, you know, when you see us on Sundays and you see social media posts, but you don't see Shannon at one o'clock in the morning typing away on a document and then sharing it with the ministry board and getting responses back and questions mm-hmm. and edits and things like that. So we've been nerding out, So, mm-hmm. but it's been good. It's been good. I, I will say again, we have an incredible ministry board yes we're very thankful for them so. <laughs> and i'm really thankful for our staff too they're pretty they're they're pretty they're, okay they're all right they're all right yeah a couple of them are um you know you and you and me are pretty cool i mean justin and Kristen, yeah you know just kidding they're no, great they're too they're just not in the room so yeah. i thought i'd say that so um anything we want to want to mention um we, you know we have a great summer coming up mm-hmm. um if you have a kid yeah between Two and 18, there's something for them to do this summer. <laughs> we will make them, yeah, we'll give them opportunities. Yeah, I mean. Vacation like, Bible school, mission weeks. And those um, are just the just ones that are already up. But, stuff, I mean, yeah. we have pool parties and all this kind of yeah. stuffers, uh, yeah. kids and students. Mm-hmm. Did Get, you just say we have stuffers? Stuff. Oh, okay. I heard stuffers. Stuff, stuff in. Stuff in. Okay. Stuff in. It's like stuffers. What are we, what are we going to have? What are we stuffing them with? Okay. <laughs> But then also we have other things that we haven't announced yet. So 
Uh, make sure you're plugged in on our social media. Mm-hmm. And if you're not signed up for the community news, make go to our website. For and, sure. And it's the only pop-up we have. Just fill in your email and get on that list. Yeah. Um, but, you know. I did think of something I could mention. Yeah, go for it. Oh, well, we're wrapping up our playlist series this yeah. Sunday. So we're finishing that up. And then uh, the following week, we're starting what we call our summer series. We're doing in June and July. And uh, we're going to be looking at the parables of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's called Parables. Yep. It's very, and, very creative name. And normally our summer series is about modern day parables. Yeah, we've done. Yeah, we used to do summer at the movies. And yep. so we're like, and the reason we do summer at the movies is because Jesus, Jesus told parables. So, so this is like a modern parable. Yeah. Now we're just doing the parables, <laughs> the ones that Jesus did. So, so yeah, we're going to be doing that. It's going to be really good. And um, I'll be taking a couple of Sundays off uh, this summer. Um, I might be here. I might not. Who knows? Um, but I'm, I'm excited for the Sundays I am uh, going to be doing preaching in, mm-hmm. the, in this series. But I'm also really glad to share the, uh, the stage with um, – everyone else on staff so i'm looking forward to that so yeah that that's justin and Kristen and, and joshua and me I that's will, right i'll be preaching on july 3rd that's right again you could bring carmen in and and well you couldn't bring him in because he's no longer with us yeah. but you could play we need god in america again i'll get justin song. right on that oh my goodness like, if, if he thought that the the uh, band would revolt on some other songs that they're gone on this i one. was i was trying to tell him it was like i wanted to preach on thomas but on well thomas jefferson on him like changing up the bible Dadgummit, it did oh it oh man hold on one second Okay, we're check, check, check. All right, check. And all right, so I wanted to get just. I was telling Justin I was going to preach on Thomas Jefferson mm-hmm. and how the Jeffersonian Bible came. Oh, thing. yeah, I yeah. remember. Yeah, I I don't really know that. So I know just a little bit. We need to save that for that needs yeah. to be an episode. Yeah. So, so. Th- th- and then he had to learn all six of the <laughs> branches of militaries like theme. Yes. I can't wait for Space Force. That's gonna. Is there a thing? Is there a song for the it's space? It's gotta Force? be like either Star Trek or Star Wars theme song. Oh dear. Whichever they yeah. can get licensed for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Star Trek. <laughs> Just thinking. I think it'll be a little more. Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. So, well, hey, Porch Community, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, and yeah, just thanks. And we appreciate you. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm at this point now. Um, but we do appreciate you guys. And we, and we look forward to seeing you uh, soon on Sunday and talking to you again. Josh, thank you as always. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys later. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire challenge and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.